2: Let me be the first to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. This is the Earhart Podcast. I'm Rylan Stiles alongside Grant Tuttle. And Grant, I was getting ready to come on here and praise the Washington Redskins, which if you've listened to the show all year long, you know is not something that I'm one to do. But they made a couple good hires. And today was the press conference for those hires. And the owner, Dan Snyder, goes up there on January 2nd and says, Happy Thanksgiving. And just proves yet again that the Redskins organization can take one step forward and two steps back. But, Grant. Yeah,
1: that's, that sounds about right.
2: <laughs> I ask you, as I always do, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing well. Um, I am um, I am feeling the Fitz magic in my bones. Uh We pray to our Lord and Savior, Ryan Fitzmagic. So in his blessing, in his light, um, we are able to prosper. That is how I feel right now.
2: Frankly, I'm offended. That's blasphemy. I'm a child of the one true king, and that is Patrick Mahomes. Moving on to this Redskins situation here. They hire Riverboat, Riverboat Ron, which is a good hire for Washington, I don't really like Riverboat Ron as a coach, but he'll get the job done. They're not trying to hire him to go win Super Bowls. They're trying to hire him to change the culture and lay a foundation, and then he'll get out of there whenever it's time for them to win. And then he brought along Jack Del Rio as the defensive coordinator. I like both of these hires. I think that, again, it's going to get the job done. You're going to change the culture in Washington. You're going to get the Redskins organization back to a place of winning, and Jack Del Rio will have his hands on developing all of their young defensive talent. Most likely, they're going to draft Chase Young at, at number two overall. Pair him with Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, De'Aaron Payne. A lot of the young guys that they've been drafting on defense already. Jack DeRoy is going to be the perfect guy to to grow and develop them. I think these are two outstanding hires from an organization that you can't say that about a lot.
1: Yeah, uh, Ron Rivera is, uh, in my opinion, he's probably the best um, for sure coach out there. I mean, there's a lot of guys that don't have head coaching experience, but... Ron Rivera is a guy that's led a team to a Super Bowl. Um, he he's perfect for um, a young defense like uh, Washington's um, uh, because they've they've made some front office moves in Washington. He is more. I think that's that's the reason he ultimately signed there. They gave him a five year deal. Uh, job security is great. Um, I, but I, I thought for sure he wasn't going to sign there. But they made some more moves. Up top, uh, Dan Snyder kind of cleared the way uh, for Ron Rivera to um, take the reins, and I thought it was a great hire uh, to bring in Jack Del Rio. Uh, he was he was actually a pretty serviceable coach in Oakland, um, but they got uh, they got nervous and decided to um, sign somebody to a ten year deal for whatever reason. But um, yeah, I would have taken Jack Del Rio over John Gruden most of the time, but. That being said, yeah, I would definitely say good hires all around in Washington, and we'll see if the culture changes because that's ultimately the goal here.
2: Yeah, it's the rare good week for the Washington Redskins fan base. I love that the move that they made also in firing Bruce Allen, and not only firing him but getting him out of the building completely, not even reassigning him to a different position, as they have done before. Daniel Snyder has fired Bruce Allen before but kept him in the organization, and then he wiggled his way back into the football operation room. Nonetheless, not only did the Redskins make moves, but the Browns made moves, firing head coach Freddie Kitchens, but also former Chiefs GM John Dorsey. And I don't like that move at all. I think John Dorsey's still a a very good general manager. I think, again, going back to Washington, that could be a good hire, but I think that they've promised Riverboat Ron a lot of control, which John Dorsey will not get behind. I think that you know John Dorsey will land on his feet. He's built two... Contenders, obviously the the Browns didn't work out, but on paper they should have been a, a ton better than they were. A better head coach probably gets them to the playoffs, but again that falls back on John Dorsey for hiring Fred uh, Freddie Kitchens in the first place. But nonetheless, I think that John I think that John Dorsey's going to get a get a job somewhere, probably Jacksonville, somewhere like that, and and just really do it all over again. Now, whenever it comes to signing contracts, I wouldn't want John Dorsey handling that, as we've seen in Kansas City, but. In terms of just roster construction, I like what I see from John Dorsey. He'll land on his feet.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised by that that knee-jerk move, and then I thought about it for a little bit, and then I thought, oh, it's Cleveland. Of course they made this move. Of course they fired John Dorsey. Um, they, they're they a bad organization. They don't know how to keep good things in place. They lose all the time. I mean, um, Dorsey was not the issue in Cleveland. Dorsey may not have like added a whole bunch of stand-up characters, a bunch of guys that were uh, quote-unquote locker room guys, but he added the most talented, I would argue one of the most talented rosters in football that just underperformed so badly. And the, the, the hiring of Freddie Kitchen, Kitchens wasn't on Dorsey. They, they compromised. That wasn't Dorsey's guy, and it wasn't ultimately uh, Haslam's guy either. But they compromised, and that's who they came up with, and that is why that is a that was a big disaster. Um, nobody really wanted Freddie Kitchens, but he was the compromise guy. Uh, so, um, I, I just don't I just don't understand it uh, from a logical perspective because Dorsey is such a great talent evaluator. And if you want, if you want somebody that's going to get you good draft picks, he's going to, he's going to pick a whole bunch of really good players all over, uh, in the fifth and sixth rounds. And, uh, obviously in the first and seconds, uh, that's the guy you want. You want him to be on, on your staff somewhere because he can spot talent where no one else can. Um, so yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised by that.
2: Yeah. You know, and. Really, the the one group of people that wanted Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland was the players, and they were the first ones to quit on him. So it was just a bad season all along in Cleveland. You know, Baker Mayfield had some tough luck in there, mixed with some bad play, of course, and then the rest is history. We know how the Browns' season ended, and no one really cares about that on the Chiefs' podcast. But it is interesting to note that John Dorsey is out. I'm interested to see where he lands because, again, I think that he's very capable, as he's proven, to build a contender rather quickly wherever he lands. So going on from that, let's talk about the Chiefs now. With Eric Bieniemy getting interviews again this year, he got interviewed last year by the Jets and maybe the Dolphins. I don't remember. I think I know for sure the Jets, but nonetheless, this year's being interviewed by the Giants and the Panthers. We talked about it with Jacob on the Wednesday show, but again, I think that the same thing stands. He's going to be a good coach somewhere. He's not the X's and O's genius. He's just going to be there as a motivator, not really a strategist. I think that he's a guy that you can get in that locker room to change the culture and to get guys to rally around him. I think that people will buy what Eric Bieniemy's selling, and he'll be a guy that can be a rah-rah coach, and then he'll hire the right guys to execute the offense that he has in his mind. But I think, of course, Andy Reid still handles all the X's and O's and the offensive play calling as he has done his entire coaching career at every stop he's been at.
1: Yeah, uh, I... I can't, I, I can't imagine uh, that the Jets interviewed Eric Bieniemy last year and said, "You know what? We like Adam Gase." Are you kidding me? Like Eric Bieniemy, he's part of the Andy Reid coaching tree, which is the, which is the, um, the top of the rung as far as where you can get coaches. Um, Any, if you look at successful coaches around the league, the chances are they had been associated with Andy Reid at one point or another. Eric Bieniemy has worked under Andy Reid for the last what six or seven years. Absolutely, you want Eric Bieniemy to be your head coach. That's where successful coaches come from. Um, so I personally am pulling for Bieniemy to get a uh, job with the Carolina Panthers uh, because Carolina would be an interesting team um, with an offensive-minded coach um, if they can get Cam Newton back healthy. If they can maybe add a couple more um, blockers and um, and maybe get a fresh set of legs at uh tight end. I think that they are, um, they're an interesting team because they already have a pretty solid defense. Um, so the enemy, uh, I, I mean, also I would like to see it because my brother is a, an avid Panthers fan. So I, I would like to, uh, I, I would like him to thank me every time that they win a game. Uh, that would also be good. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I think the enemy would be an excellent coach and one of the top ones out there.
2: And then of course we talked about this already. So I'll let you have the floor on this one. I've already gotten my takes out on this, but Juan Thornhill's a 20 CL he's out for the season and then he's going to be out for part of next season. They haven't made any moves to counteract that yet. So it looks like they're going to stick with Hermione Watts. As of now, we're recording this on Thursday. So pretty late in the bye week to be making moves, but they still can, But it looks like Armani Watts is going to have to step up, and I think he can. I think he can step up and have a a solid few games here, and then next year they'll bring someone in and try to worry about that and patchwork their way into whenever he can return. Yeah.
1: Um, I I think that uh, Watts in limited action against the Chargers showed that he is a better better tackler than when he came out. Um, He made some really, really great tackles uh that's um i didn't expect to see from him all throughout his career because in college he just he went too low he would he would get on his knees i mean like he would just he missed he missed tackles all the time in college and that was one of his biggest knocks and he looks like he's completely improved on that point now I don't think he's going to be as uh, instinctive as juan thornhill juan thornhill was was able to uh, play off and um uh, Run down long passes. I don't think that's Watts' um, mo, but I think a mixture of him and Kendall Fuller, uh, like we've seen Kendall Fuller take some snaps and at free safety. Um, I, I think it's an interesting uh, tandem. I don't think it's going to be quite as good as Juan Thornhill, but ultimately, I don't think it'll kill the Chiefs, I, I, especially against on the on the AFC side of the bracket. Nobody is really a deep passing team. Uh, that you should really worry about other than maybe Houston. Um, but uh, it, it's not its not the end of the world.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the difference in them making the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, or getting bounced in the divisional round. Uh, just something to note, it's sad for the guy because, I mean, obviously he was having a terrific rookie season. But nonetheless, he is done. And let's go off the, off the script for a little bit. This is not in our shared Google Docs. Right now, I'm watching... Not really watching it because we're doing a podcast, but it's on the TV, NFL Network, which is showing the Chiefs-Titans game, which just showed a shot of the crowd with fans wearing the Mahomes, you know, wig. I haven't done this in a while. The last time that we talked about this kind of stuff to alienate the fan base was the draft hats, which were just god-awful the Mahomes yep. wigs are terrible they're stupid yes. stop wearing them first of all you don't even look like Mahomes's hair whenever you wear the wigs so I don't know how I don't know who's scamming you and, and selling you these wigs I don't know where you where you're buying them High V or wherever you're buying them, price chopper but they're terrible they don't look like Mahomes's hair you don't look funny you don't look cool you don't look like Mahomes it doesn't complete your Mahomes jersey just wear the Mahomes jersey and go to the ballgame how about that I mean seriously All right, Rylan, you need to chill out.
1: But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, they kind of look like, um, oh, they kind of look like bad Simpsons characters. That's kind of what I think of whenever I see those.
2: But I'm not as passionate about it as you are. I mean, you can have the floor on this one. Uh, They're pretty stupid. Just stop wearing them. How about that? I mean, seriously, someone's (laughs) going to be a millionaire in Kansas City over these stupid Mahomes wigs that don't even look like Mahomes. Is Mahomes getting a cut of this, by the way? I mean, this is his hair. This is his likeness. He better be getting a slice of the pie. Hey, I mean, it,
1: it, however the money gets to Patrick Mahomes is fine with me. I, I mean, he deserves it. That's all I'm saying.
2: Is that going to be in contract negotiations? Brett Veach going to walk in there and say, hey, listen, we'll give you 50% of your wig sales, all right, if you sign the dotted line." Nonetheless. Hey, I, I don't know how these work. I don't know how these work. Give him part ownership of the Royals. I mean, they have like fifteen owners now. I mean, just throw him in there. <laughs> Eric Stone, Street, Patrick I, Mahomes. I just they're the, all they're give all him the part owner. of the city. I give, give him the key I, to the city. Let him be the mayor for for his lifetime. For all I care, I mean, yeah, seriously, I'm down. I'm down. He can be the, he can be our representative in Kansas City. I mean, go on to D.C. if yeah. you want. I don't care. Missouri just sign Senator. the dotted line for, for him. <laughs> I think a lot of people would vote for Patrick Mahomes. But (laughs) let's stick with the Chiefs here and let's move on to this wildcard weekend. We thought that the Chiefs would be playing this weekend. I did anyway. But then Ryan Fitzpatrick saved us from having to play wildcard weekend and also saved us from a Saturday afternoon. Thank you, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's the most underlying point of this. Now the Chiefs are going to play on Sunday afternoon instead of Saturday afternoon. Nonetheless, this weekend in the AFC which is what really matters to the Chiefs right now. You have Bills at Texans and Titans at Patriots. Now here's the thing. We're going to make our picks later on, but this segment right here is who the Chiefs, who Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Brett Veach, they're all sitting in Arrowhead Drive. They're all sitting in their offices. Who are they rooting for this weekend? Who has the best chance to move you on to the conference championship? And maybe if you want to play the devil's advocate or the other side of things, who has the best chance of going into Baltimore and beating the Ravens and making your path even easier? Who are the Chiefs rooting for in these two matchups?
1: Um, yeah, It's an interesting question because there's so many factors that go into it. On one hand, you have the Bills who you're looking at and you're saying, well, Josh Allen, um, he can come to Kansas City and try to beat us. Um, that's one perspective. I think, God, you love honestly, Josh Allen. I told – here, before we get started into this – I just want to say, go back. Someone buy
2: Grant a Josh Allen jersey and send it to him because I'm convinced that's his favorite quarterback in the NFL. Somebody go back and listen to the early episodes. Who was the
1: one picking the Bills and the Titans to make the playoffs? And I got scoffed at. I got scoffed at every time I said You
2: picked the Bills to win the division, which was close, but no cigar. Close only counts in uh, and hand grenades. I said
1: playoffs, though, my friend. I said the Bills are going to the playoffs. I uh, let's the not talk about playoff predictions. Let's, playoff. let's
2: talk about what's what's here and now. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's can't gracious. you can't give me this satisfaction. Okay, whatever. All right. So I picked the Browns I, and the Jets. I, by the way, I didn't go so well. If, if Sam Donald can keep his hands to himself and not get mono, maybe we'll maybe we're in a different conversation here. Hottest team in the AFC, the story. Jets. Never
1: pick Adam Gase to do anything good.
2: Pick Baker Mayfield, and all of a sudden he can't stop doing interceptions. Ball bounces right off the hands of his intended targets for an interception, but somehow Baker Mayfield's fault? I mean, I mean please.
1: All right, so here's – okay, listeners.
2: Hey, Frank Kitchens just can't listen even to get the Grant job at all.
1: Let Grant make the predictions. Don't listen to Ryland. Ryland's – he's very emotional. He makes very odd choices. Uh, just listen to Grant. He knows what he's talking about. Um, uh, and that's why I'm going to say we want to see the Patriots. One hundred percent. The Patriots have been the weakest team of the last several weeks of the of the teams in the playoffs. They have they had a they had a weak schedule to start out with. People were talking about how they had a historic defense. It was a historic defense. Oh, it was going to be the eighty five Bears. Stop it. The Patriots haven't done anything in the last five weeks that has been that has been remotely scary. Nobody's looking at the Patriots and saying, "Oh man, that team that just lost." To the, to the Miami Dolphins at home uh, is making me shake in my boots. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that that uh, this team that barely hung on to beat the Bills uh, is scary. They were at home in that game, too, and they just barely hung on to beat the Bills. I just know. I, I, I think that 100% the Chiefs want to see the Patriots. Uh, it's a game that can get their momentum uh, flowing, their, their, their energy going. Uh, they have a chance for Mahomes to... Uh, take out Tom Brady uh, and Tom Brady versus um, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh, number what four? This is the fourth time. So I mean, this is a this is I think that's the matchup you really want. Now, what I think is going to happen is a little bit different.
2: So here's the thing. I agree with you. I think that the, that the Chiefs want to see the Patriots come into Arrowhead. I think that the fans want to see the Patriots come into Arrowhead. You cannot at all think that the Patriots aren't the worst team. If you take away the the history behind the helmets, if you take away the resume of the coaches, if you take away the past performances of the quarterbacks, you want to see this Patriots team come in. You're right. That defense is so overrated, it's not even funny. They beat up on a weak AFC East and NFC East, and we thought that they were going to be the 85 Bears. They're terrible. I mean, they're not terrible, but they're not good. I mean, the Chiefs can easily carve them up. Ryan Fitzpatrick carved them up. Ryan Fitzpatrick had them shaking. He was carving up Stefan Gilmore with Devontae Parker, who's been a bust his entire career up until this point. The Patriots are not the big, bad Patriots anymore. And I think that the Patriots provide the easiest path to the conference championship game.
1: I agree.
2: If we if we just take the rest of the three teams, I know that you know you can't play the Titans because the Titans are going to be the sixth seed. They're always going to be able to play the Ravens if they win. You definitely do not want to play the Titans at all. Look what they did to you a few weeks ago. Your defense got a couple of good stops. Your offense pushed, you know, just punted the game away and couldn't seal the deal. Derrick Henry is playing even better than he was back then, which he was still playing very good then. You you've lo- you've lost Juan Thornhill. You have Armani Watson in the secondary at the second level, trying to tackle uh, Derrick Henry, good luck. The Texans are so inconsistent, it's not even funny. If they get Will Fuller back, which it doesn't look like they, they will this week, but they could next week if they win. If they get him back, they're a whole different offense. If J.J. Watt is even somewhat healthy, which I don't think he is, he can wreak havoc on your offensive line. You don't want to play the Texans. The Bills. We can joke about Josh Allen all we want to. That offense is a joke itself, but that defense is the only defense I think that can legitimately give Patrick Mahomes fits this year. And in this entire playoff run, I think that Bill's defense is the only defense that can slow down Mahomes. You're going to want to play the Patriots. The fans will be the most excited for that. And if you want that home field advantage for your one home game of the playoff run, you want them to be at their peak. And while they would still be good for the other three matchups if it could happen, the Patriots will get them the most fired up. The Patriots are still that, that helmet. It's like the college football playoffs. The, the Patriots are still that helmet that gets people excited, that gets people jacked up. So you, you want your fans to be at their peak. You want your players to be at their peak. And the Patriots are terrible. They're the worst team in this entire playoff group outside of the Eagles. I'd even take... Nah, I'm not going to go that far, because you know my feelings about Kirk Cousins. But the Patriots are <laughs> god-awful. And you want them into Arrowhead. You want them so bad. Like, you... When in the history of, this, of the Patriots run would you ever say this? But you are begging Tom Brady to win this game. You are rooting for the Patriots to get matched up with you in the playoffs. That's insane. This ride for the Patriots has been awesome. Their fans have enjoyed so much success. It's a run that I don't think that we're going to ever see again. But it's over now, folks. And you want them in Arrowhead next Sunday.
1: All right, so on the flip side, who do you not want to see? That, that I, I've been thinking about this for a little bit because on one hand, the Bills have the, that great defense, but a terrible offense. And the Texans are just so wildly inconsistent that you don't know what version of the Texans they're going to get from week to week. So I I personally have, a, I have an opinion, but I want to hear what yours is first.
2: My opinion is the fact that you don't want to see the Bills. I think that, first of all, the Bills game, just take away the Chiefs fan. Just be two NFL fans right now. The Bills game is going to be the ugliest game. It's not going to be fun whatsoever. You're not even going to have a single dynamic of this game that's fun. At least in the Texans game, you're going to have Mahomes Watson. First of all, that game's going to be ugly. So second of all, like I said, the Bills defense is the only defense in this entire playoffs that I think that can give Mahomes fits. I think that they can, now whether they do or not, they're the only defense that has potential to wreak havoc on Mahomes and make it uncomfortable and make, it, and make him look not pedestrian, but not make him look good enough to win the football game. Now, on the flip side of that coin, Josh Allen is not good enough to beat the Chiefs. He's just not. He's not ready to beat the Chiefs. That offense isn't good enough around him to beat the Chiefs. It'll be an ugly slugfest of a game. I think that they still win it, but it's the only defense I think in this whole playoffs that can frustrate Mahomes, and I don't want to take that chance. And also, I think that they have a good chance to to rush the passer and possibly injure Mahomes, which I'm scared about. I don't want to play the Bills. That's the, that's the one team in this entire AFC that I'm scared of.
1: Well, I um, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I just, the Texans beat the Chiefs earlier this season. And I mean, it was a few plays away from being a blowout. Um, the Texans make me anxious uh, because Deshaun Watson can go head to head with Mahomes. Like maybe no other quarterback other than maybe Lamar Jackson at this point. Um, Drew Brees, like maybe at the top, like he's a top tier quarterback. Deshaun Watson is maybe the most underrated quarterback in football. And I, I personally, that would be the team. I don't want to see new Hopkins over the middle. has been a nightmare for defenses this season. Um, I, I've got to, I've got to say that. I think the chiefs have a better chance of knocking off the bills than they would the Texans, the Texans for whatever reason, even though they beat them in the playoffs a couple years ago, 30 to nothing or whatever it was. Um, the Texans make me a little nervous, so um, I would rather play the Bills or the Patriots.
2: Yeah, I think that the Texans is going to be a, is a fun game, and in that you're going to give up a lot of points. I mean, you're going to have a back and forth game. It's going to be entertaining to watch. I think that this Chiefs team, though, is at a point that they are going to overcome the Texans if they have to play them. I think they overcome the Bills as well, but again, that defense is just scary.
1: I mean, fair. I, I just. I've seen the I've seen some teams have some success against the Bills' uh, defense, and it's it's kind of an odd thing where the Bills will shut you down for long periods of time, and then they'll give up big plays. That's kind of been their mo is is, uh, shutting you down, shutting you down, and then giving up a thirty yard play. Like that has been the story of the Bills' defense. Um, and th- I mean, they've had a lot of success, but. Um, you give, me, you give the Chiefs an opportunity to make a couple big plays, and they're going to beat you in the game. I mean, Tyreek Hill's going to turn that 30-yard gain into a 50-yard gain. Uh, Travis Kelsey's going to turn that 15-yard gain into a 35-yard gain. Uh, and probably that's that's the- just kind of the – I just think it's a maybe a little bit more favorable to play the Bills at home than it would be the Texans.
2: Yeah, I think that either way, the Chiefs are going to make it out of this round, the divisional round, but you're right. I mean, th- there's cases for all these teams that they're, they're all playoff teams, and this is the one year that outside of the Patriots, you can you can foresee a team giving one of the top two seats fits. I can see the Bills, the Texans, and the Titans giving the Ravens fits. I can see them giving the Chiefs fits. The only team I, I can't see making a run at the Chiefs or the Ravens is the Patriots, and that's, that's insane to say still just given the history yeah. of that organization, but it's the truth. Now, if you listen to Wednesday's show, Jacob and I made our made all of our picks and we both agreed that, you know, the, the eventual Chiefs-Ravens matchup will be one for the ages and it will be one that gets remembered years and years from now. But I think maybe we were a little bit too bullish on that because we saw this story before Am I wrong for thinking, after, after taking some time away from the, from the instant reaction of the playoffs just got set and everything's exciting, am I wrong for thinking that we have to see this Ravens offense perform in the playoffs? We saw them at the end of last year get clicking and, and starting to look fun, starting to look exciting, starting to look like they look now. Obviously not as high of a peak, but they looked similar And how are you going to defend this, this offense. And then they went out and got shut down. The playoffs are a different animal. I want to see Lamar do it in the divisional round. I'm not going to predict them to lose. I'm not going to pick against them no matter who they play. But I need I want to see it in order to feel confident confident in my earlier prediction of Chiefs, Ravens, and that being a, a legendary game.
1: Yeah, I, I the, the the Ravens are such an interesting team because Jackson offers something that we have maybe never seen from a from a um, NFL quarterback. Uh, people like to go crazy over Lamar Jackson, like, "Oh, did you see that throw?" But honestly, it's not even about the throws. It's about the style of offense that they've been able to produce in Baltimore, where they've been able to run these these option plays that you you saw you see in college from from. Schools that just have athletes but don't really have a solid quarterback or don't really have a good wide receivers, so they have to make up for it in the run game. They've been able to just use that speed of Lamar Jackson and take it to a whole new level. I think their offense is is very talented, but I gotta believe, I gotta believe that there's something that the Chiefs have done that has that has slowed Lamar Jackson down, and I don't know why it hasn't been um, taken why why nobody's been able to uh find the tape of uh of how to the of the blueprint to stop Lamar Jackson. Um part of it is that you you have to set both edges and you have to have some guy in the middle of the field patrolling, kinda of waiting for him and you just gotta kinda of try to keep him in the pocket, but even then that's not a guaranteed victory. Um but the the receivers for the Ravens really aren't scary. None of them I, I, I Mark Andrews is their maybe their top receiver and I'm not even that scared of him. I mean like it's, they're just an odd team, but they've had so much success, and I would be I would be pretty scared to play them because they've just been so hot lately, but um, so have the Chiefs. So um, take that for what you will.
2: Yeah, and one more take that I had before I move on to picking the actual games this weekend from our standpoint and not the Chiefs' standpoint. I think that Patrick Mahomes, in the division around, you, you've seen him start playing with more swagger against the Bears, counting to 10. You see him start playing with more of an edge. I think in the divisional round, he's going, no matter who they play, I don't I don't care who they play because I think it's going to be the Patriots. Spoiler alert. I think that against the Patriots, he's going to come out. He's going to rip away the torch from Tom Brady as if he needs to. And he's going to put on an absolute show, something he hasn't even done this season yet. He's going to play at the best of his ability because of the fact that everyone is so enamored with Lamar Jackson. You have people having shows and talk shows and whatnot that list off, you know, the, the the most exciting players. And it's not a true list. They're not going one through ten. But they're just they're just throwing out names. And they often stop at Lamar Jackson and now they don't even get to Patrick Mahomes. And in this society we forget so quickly how good people are and how good people can be. I think that Mahomes notices that and I think that in the divisional round he's going to come out guns blazing, his hair on fire, and he's gonna remind everyone why he was the MVP last year.
1: Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, Mahomes has uh, obviously not gotten the, uh, the attention this year due to injury and whatnot. Um, but I, I'm just waiting for that six-touchdown game, uh, and I think it's coming. I think Andy Reid has uh, has tipped his hand a little bit, shown more uh, plays, some more creativity um, in the first halves of these games. And I think that uh, as soon as they play in the playoffs, it's all all the cards are on the table.
2: We'll talk more about Chiefs who can break out next week. There's a few, I think, that are interesting to discuss. We'll talk about that next week once we know the matchups and and we have an actual game to preview. This is a bit of a on the shorter end. It's going to be about 45 minutes, which, if you know Grant and I, we usually can ramble for a long, long time. So consider this a short edition of the Urbac Podcast. You're, you're, you're welcome. welcome. But it's time to make our picks and predictions for this week against the spread. Let's start with the first game. The Texans, I don't think, have ever played a game in the playoffs not on ESPN. That streak continues on Saturday afternoon when they take on the Buffalo Bills. Texans at home are favored by two and a half points. Give me Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, that defense, to just swarm Houston and make them uncomfortable. I don't trust the Texans in the playoffs with Bill O'Brien. And also, Will Fuller is listed as questionable right now, but... Jesse Palmer reports that he's likely going to be out from all the sources that he's heard it's going to be almost impossible for him to get ready to play on Saturday. So that offense without Will Fuller is dreadful. Somehow he's the missing piece and he's the missing link in all of that, despite having DeAndre Hopkins. It's Will Fuller that makes the, that is the stall that, st- straw that stirs the drink. Well, that was terrible, but... I'm picking the Bills minus two and excuse me plus two and a
1: half. I gotta disagree with you. Um, You're not taking
2: the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. After all, you've talked about this whole season being Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, that defense, Josh Allen for MVP. Buffalo's gonna win the division, and now you're going against the Bills.
1: Yes. (laughs) All right, so uh, here's the thing. Josh Allen um, is the reason that the Bills didn't win their division. You have a a quarterback who is so wildly um, inaccurate that they were unable to hit open receivers at points this season. They were able to beat a lot of bad teams. I don't think they can beat the Texans in houston what what reason would i why would i I pick josh allen to all of a sudden become an accurate passer against the texans even if there are open receivers it's just not going to happen i think deshaun watson maybe has some struggles i think it's probably a really close game but i think i think the texans win it because they're the better football team at this point because of their quarterback
2: all right i do think they have the better quarterback i've been racking on josh allen all year long He was your MVP pick, but that was satire, satire. (laughs) I'm not going to disagree with you in the sense of like, you're wrong, because I think that this game can go either way. I think that that this is probably the most coin toss game of the entire weekend. I think that no one would be shocked if the Bills win. No one would be shocked if the Texans win. Moving on to game two Saturday. I don't like the whole splitting conferences for Wildcard weekend. They did that because they won the Patriots at night, which I guess I understand. But the fact that the entire AFC plays on Saturday and then the entire NFC plays on Sunday, I don't really like that. But nonetheless, Saturday night, the Tennessee Titans roll into Foxborough and play the Patriots. Patriots are minus five, so they're a five-point favorite at home. Grant, go ahead and start us off with this one. Man. um, Yeah, this is...
1: I, I don't even know. I, I don't think, I've, for starters, the Patriots aren't covering that spread. They're not winning by five points. Uh, th- if anything, they're going to eke out in a in a field goal. But I I got to say, I like the Titans in this one. And it's partially because Tannehill is so fearless. And um, when, when you're a fearless quarterback playing against the Patriots, you can go one of two ways. You can either surprise everybody by throwing a bunch of touchdowns Uh, and beating Stephon Gilmore like Ryan Fitzpatrick did. Or uh, you can be like Andy Dalton and throw four interceptions. I mean, it's just one or the other. Um, But I think Tannehill's been playing good football. Uh, A.J. Brown has been an excellent addition to that offense. I've got to say the Titans are going to probably come out of this one. It's hard for me to pick against them as well as they've been playing lately. Um, That being said, the Patriots very well could win this one um, because they – they have the better head coach, but uh, they don't. They certainly don't have necessarily a better receiving core or a better quarterback at this point. I maybe defenses. It might come down to defenses. I don't know. This one for me is the one that is the most up in the air. I, I'm going to say the Titans pull it out in like a one point stunner or something.
2: I think that that's a good exercise to do. If you look at this this game. The better quarterback goes to Tennessee. The better running back goes to Tennessee. The better receivers go to Tennessee. The better tight end probably goes to Tennessee. The better offensive line probably goes to Tennessee. The better defense, I'm still going to go with New England, even despite all that I ranted about earlier this episode. I'm still going to go with New England having the better defense. And then you get to the coaches. And surprisingly, the better coach this season has been in Tennessee. Bill Belichick has had his worst season as a head coach. He's done countless boneheaded moves, none more boneheaded than his tragic game against Kansas City a few weeks ago. I mean, how many mistakes did he make down the stretch of that game when the Patriots almost came back and beat the Chiefs? He made mistake after mistake after mistake that kept bailing out Kansas City. He is not coaching well at all this season. And that's not to take away from what he's done in the past, but we're talking about this year, right here, right now. He has not been the better coach than Mike April. They're at home, I mean, so that, that helps. helps. A good home field advantage, both crowd and otherwise. Who knows if they're going to pull the fire alarms or do something crazy in the hotel room that they are known to do. So the home field advantage helps. And then you get down to just who's going to win this game. I think the better team is the Titans. I think that the team that should win this game on paper is the Titans. I think the team that will cover the spread is the Titans. But who's going to win the game outright? Can I trust Ryan Tannehill to go into Foxborough and beat the Patriots? I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick did it, so... That was my next line, so I'm on a roll here, all right? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. So... I'm going to go with the (laughs) Titans, plus five. And also, sadly, because we all want the Patriots to win, which is still surprising to me, I'm going to go with the Titans to win. But they're at least going to get the plus five. So, so far, we've got me with the Bills, plus two and a half. Me with the Titans, plus five. Grant, you've got Texans, minus two and a half. And Titans, plus five.
1: That's right. Um, I just want to say, I I also just want to make a point that this is not the same... Patriots team they normally Belichick comes into the season with these superstars at least at certain positions all over the field and honestly it might be a better coaching season than we might realize because he has such limited uh, like players at like wide receivers Julian Edelman and Philip Dorsett like I, I mean I don't know they don't have any tight ends Matt Lacoste um, their running backs have been pretty bad. Their offensive line. Last hasn't names been and great. give us an SEC I
2: mean, violation.
1: Seriously, I, I'm just. I mean, I just. He's just. It's been a weird year for the Patriots, but I don't. I don't know if that's to blame on Bilichek, even though I think he's a cheater and he should be. Um. Oh my gosh, Mungle are you
2: on this whole Alex that. Jones theory that somehow that Bengals tape was the same thing as Spygate? Yes.
1: 100% oh I am still on this and I will put on my tinfoil hat until 10 years from now they say that I was right because that's that's what's going to happen
2: yeah we have a guy in our slack that thinks that of, of the airhead addict slack that thinks that you know the Patriots should like have to forfeit the playoffs and just all this wild stuff I don't think that the pa- I don't think that the Bengals thing was actually an act of cheating but when you're the Patriots and you have the track record that you have you cannot put yourself in that position. You cannot put yourself in that situation to have it even remotely look like you are cheating. I think that the NFL has found out that there's no connection between the production crew and the front office and Pavelichek and the, and the right. actual football side of things. I think that they wouldn't handle this with kid gloves if it was cheating. I don't think it's cheating. I think it's a bad look. I think that it's bad optics. But mm. nonetheless, we've both made our picks for the AFC. Let's move on to the NFC which is just garbage this weekend. They couldn't even show up. I mean, if the Cowboys were in it, it'd be a little bit more entertaining because you have the Jason Garrett aspect of it. You have Amari Cooper and, and all these fun players on the Cowboys who won't show up anyway. But nonetheless, we have the Eagles winning the NFC East and hosting, which is just bull crap. How are the Eagles hosting a playoff game against Seattle? Seattle's still a one and a half point favorite against the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles are banged up. The Eagles are playing practice squad players. The Eagles look down and out, but yet I still wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles just muck everything up and somehow beat the Seahawks. Wow. Is that your pick? That's not the pick. I said I wouldn't be surprised if. Okay. You wouldn't be surprised. Not
1: the pick. Okay. Do you want me to make my pick?
2: Eh, I mean, I'm going Seahawks minus one and a half. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I am. uh, The Eagles do weird things in the playoffs. Um, Exactly. They do weird things.
2: Like somehow beat the Seahawks and ruin everything. I can
1: see it. I can see it. I mean, they just,
2: they do weird things. Um, Who wants to watch the Eagles anymore? The Eagles fans don't want to watch the Eagles anymore.
1: They do weird things. Um, But. They ruin Christmas. That being said. You know, I like Russell Wilson. I like the Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks and beast mode Marshawn Lynch, even though he's kind of. So like, he won't um, get the ball at the one yard line? Old man beast mode. Old man beast mode. Uh, Give me the Seahawks. I think they win it
2: by six or seven, probably. Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks minus one and a half. Just win by two points, please. That's all I ask. I don't want to lose any more money. Moving on, you've got Kirk Cousins at New Orleans. This should end the show rather quickly. Kirk Cousins is not going to travel to New Orleans and beat the Saints on a standalone game, mind you, which he's never won a standalone game. Kirk Cousins is god-awful. He's a terrible quarterback. He can't show up in the clutch. The Saints' offense is rolling right now. The Vikings' defense can't stop them. Kirk Cousins won't put up points at all. He's going to crap the bed and just be an absolute disgusting mess on Sunday. Get the Vikings and Kirk Cousins all the way out of here. Give me the Saints minus eight. I'm making a statement. They're going to win by double digits on Sunday. Kirk Cousins is trash.
1: Jeez. Well, I'm not going that far. I'm I'm calling for Minneapolis Miracle Part 2. Oh, my God. No, that's not my pick. No, no, no. Don't get worried.
2: I'm not picking the Vikings. How terrible would the divisional round be if the Vikings and Eagles win? That would be pretty sad. Uh, <laughs> that would just say, ruin two uh, of our four play, two of our four football games that we get that weekend. That would just ruin them. It's like, and then the Patriots would probably like in be in the other Madness. one. So then that's three that are gone. And then it's who like wants to watch Madness the Bills? For- so in March Madness,
1: you root for the underdogs. You're always like, heck yeah. Let's go Butler. Let's go VCU. Northern but, Iowa, Bucknell. But you never, you never want them to go all the way to the championship. I mean, you kind of do. VCU. You want it for like, you want them to go to the championship so they can play like a high seed. But if you get two of them, if you get Some VCU versus Butler for the championship, you don't want that. That's something you don't want. UConn the versus, kid
2: from Iowa. versus VCU. No. Um. So the white kid from Northern Illinois? Yeah.
1: I think the Saints win this one. Every that's white kid that's ever story.
2: made a three against Kansas.
1: Oh, my gosh. Stop this. Stop hey, you talking about Marsh Madness. I'm but, just
2: depressed. I mean, Kansas. Go but, but the Saints are going to
1: win this game. It's not going to be by eight-plus points because the Vikings have a better defense than what the Saints are typically used to. Um, so I'm going to say the Saints win it, but it's a pretty close one. I actually think the Vikings are better than what we give them credit for.
2: These lines are brought to you by our friends over at the Action Network. If that Saints line goes down to seven or even anywhere close to seven, oh, wow. I, I will be so ecstatic. I, I'll go ahead and take the minus eight. I'll take the hit. I'll take the risk. Wow. But I feel a lot more comfortable if this is like six and a half ish because I think that they're for sure going to win by a touchdown. When you start getting up in double digits it gets kind of kind of worrisome but I believe in Kirk Cousins ability to throw away games and that's what he's going to do in New Orleans on Sunday A standalone game. I mean, I think he's won one in his career and it was against the Eagles on like some Saturday night affair in the NFC clash in December after the Heisman Trophy ceremony. And in that game, he almost lost the game because he took a knee instead of spiking the football. His knee hit the ground before he spiked the football. He's just so terrible. I hate him.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: He's the only player in the NFL that I legitimately hate. Wow. Cousins. Have you ever seen his
1: Pizza Ranch commercials? They're so good keep your it makes pizza. me I want to go to a pizza ranch <laughs> i've actually never been to a pizza ranch but i just
2: love kirk cousins
1: so much that I, it makes me want to go to a pizza ranch so
2: all right last thing let's end it on a non-football note which i guess is kind of a football note because i'm going to ask you about this weekend you're gonna be watching football this weekend i assume what are you going to be breaking out for the playoffs? What special drink, what special snack, what are you going to be munching on whenever you're watching these mediocre playoff games? I'd say that they're all pretty mediocre. I I think
1: the AFC side is way more interesting than the NFC side. So that's without question. That's maybe the the biggest takeaway. Saturday is going to be Um, lit. Yeah. I I'll be excited for Saturday. Sunday I think might be pretty dull. Um, but throughout both days, I will be drinking my, my usual black coffee uh, and probably eating... I don't know. What do I eat? What do I eat? Uh, oh, I mean, Pringles every once in a while, like the jalapeno-flavored
2: Pringles. That's pretty good. Those are good. Strike me as a trail mix kind of guy.
1: No, I'm not a trail mix guy. I actually kind of don't like it, because, especially the raisins. Get those raisins out of here. Just... Give me Eminem. Oh, are good. I'm good with that.
2: Mm. Hmm. I'm gonna go That's with a lot about your character this weekend. I'm gonna go with you. Got to get a nice Coca Cola for whenever you're not wanting to drink. If you want to drink, go with a nice Mike's Hard Lemonade. Strawberry goes down smooth. You're having some fun. You're not getting drunk, but you're having some fun. I like that combination there for whenever you're watching all these games. And then for the entree, I'll go with chili. I think a nice hearty bowl of chili, chili. to mm. comfort you on a cold weekend while you're just sitting in the house mm. watching some football is incredible. For the snacks, when you're not in the mood for a huge meal, I'm going to go with all reliable Peanuts. I've talked about this before on the podcast. Peanuts are a oh, great my, snack when you you're your sitting peanuts. around watching football. Get out of here. Hey, it's a good snack. You Put a couple in your Coke if you're from the South. I've never done that before, but I've heard it's very good somehow. I mean, there's a lot you can do with peanuts. Peanuts are nice, the honey roasted. Oh, goodness! That they're
1: so versatile. They're the Tyron Matthew.
2: Bingo, right? the best, the best no. snack because he's the best player on the defense. There yeah, you but you know what the
1: Patrick Mahomes of food is? Pizza. Oh pizza yeah, pizza is the Patrick Mahomes of food. So yeah, pizza, pizza's,
2: pizza, pizza right. from Pizza Ranch might be a nice substitute this weekend. You know, if we, if we hey don't want to make the chili whatever makes Kirk Cousins
1: happy whatever
2: makes Kirk
1: I can't stand I mean
2: Captain Kirk he's my guy
1: your guy I love Kirk yeah
2: Yeah, your guys are Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins I mean I'll stay away (laughs) from your quarterback (laughs) expertise MVP whenever we start talking about the draft here in a couple weeks I'm calling Tom for every quarterback segment we have this guy likes Kirk Cousins (laughs) and Josh Allen what does he know about evaluating quarterbacks
1: Oh my gosh! This guy doesn't understand satire. But I'm fine. Next thing it. you know, you're going to tell me that fine. Jordan I'll Love's
2: the best quarterback in this draft.
1: No, actually, the best quarterback in this draft
2: is—and that's a time. Just, uh, you know, what's his t- face no, 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 no. no your quarterback on. in this draft is probably going to be uh, Fromm. If he comes out, it's going to be Fromm. No. Absolutely
1: not. He no. is literally no, no, no. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. I cannot. I cannot get on board with that. I mean, Jalen Hurts is is a guy that I think is underrated at this point.
2: But Jalen yeah, Hurts? Right,
1: yeah.
2: we've, we've got to end the show. We've, I, it's just, we'll be he's, back he's, Monday they, to discuss all of the NFL playoff action and who your Kansas City Chiefs will be going up against. And if Grant's Buffalo Bills have advanced, even though he didn't pick them, they're still his team, his favorite team, mind you, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah.
1: Yep. good Good. just absolutely uh maybe but i gotta clear some things up joe burrow is the best quarterback in this drive class and it's not close so uh i needed that to be on the record so people didn't uh, bombard me with Jalen hurts so thank you for that
2: you're welcome by the way whenever you want to bombard him with his Jalen hurts takes which are just awful underrated quarterback man please he's a running back it's at grant tm and tuttle on twitter I'm at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Grant, we'll talk to him again on Monday, but do you have any final words for today?
1: Uh, Yeah, go to Arrowhead Addict. Read my stuff. Read Tom's stuff. Don't read Rylan's stuff. It's pretty lame, but uh, read No, read my article is, about sweeping uh, the leg
2: because <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs have a very big problem sweeping <laughs> the leg. It's god-awful. Got a lot of traction on that one. I know that. A lot of traction. Yeah, you know, I've uh...
1: I, I, I get traction I get traction
2: I have I, I more I tractions about, than a uh, new balance dad shoe. on that one
1: No, I, I read an article the other day about um, about these matchups so that should be coming out here in the next 24, 48 hours about uh, the playoff matchups and uh, what would be the most intriguing to see um, spoilers, it's not the Bills uh, that is not the most intriguing matchup
2: uh, it better teams. not be Kirk Cousins so. either
1: uh, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't add that to the divisional round matchups, Ryland, because the Vikings play in the NFC.
2: Well, I didn't know what you're writing. That's on me. I, I haven't checked the Slack. I don't know what everyone's writing. I'm writing an article that'll come out in the next 48 hours about the most Chiefs way to lose this postseason, which will surely make everyone mm-hmm. cry and depressed. That's kind of my, you know, that's kind of my mo. That's kind of you Marcus know my Peters stick. Marcus Peters interception. Marcus Peters game saving tackle. Spoiler alert.
1: I think that
2: a pick six, like
1: the Chiefs have a tie.
2: See, that's uh, what we were talking about on Wednesday's show with Jacob. While that would be the cliche route to go, all the talk around Kansas City has been the fact that Marcus Peters can't tackle. He refuses to tackle. He's scared to tackle. And Marcus Peters tackle at the one-yard line while Terry Kill is about to score the game-winning touchdown would rip the heart and soul out of every single Chief fan, now I'm depressed. So we'll talk to you again on Monday. Be good and be good to one another. This has been the Aerodatic Podcast, a part of the Fanside Podcasting Network. Thank you to our friends at the Action Network for the lines on these games. Thank you for thank you to Grant for joining us. I'm Roland Styles. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you on Monday.